would, please join me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this time of worship uh, through song. And Lord, it is all about you. And I pray that you would truly bring us back to the heart of worship, to the heart of what it's really all about, and that is you, Jesus. I pray that we would keep our eyes focused on you. We would be able to say that it is well with our soul. And uh, Father, I pray that as we get into your word this morning, as we talk about um, what what it looks like to follow you and to be in fear of God. I just pray that uh, hearts and minds and lives would be enlightened and encouraged and edified this morning. Father, we give you the praise, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, it's great to have you with us here this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I think winter is upon us, and uh, there's a few, I know that... uh, um, we're not able to make it in this morning to be with us um, because there's a little dusting on the roads. All right. Is everybody moving here from Phoenix? I'm just wondering. Okay. Oh, wait. That was my – I grew up here in Durango. Sorry about that. That was my uh, – uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's move on here. No, seriously, thanks for being here. Uh, I want to start just by saying welcome. Welcome to Grace Church. Thanks for being here. Um, It's an honor to have you with us. We are continuing our series through the book of Proverbs, and it is the book of wisdom. And so we're going to be kind of in a a few different places in this book this morning. And and, uh, I'm kind of wondering if it was the snow or maybe I gave the title of the sermon last week, and maybe that's why a lot of people are missing today. But the title of the sermon today is A Priceless Woman. Okay, So we picked on the fellas last Sunday, so ladies, brace yourselves your turn today. Uh, Proverbs, um, the book of Proverbs actually names multiple authors um, in its various sections. Okay, so a few different authors have contributed to the writings of this book. Um, Solomon, King Solomon, son of David, is the main author of this book, and he was uniquely qualified to be the author of this book. 1 Kings chapter 3 Verses 5 through 9 tells us about the time when Solomon asked God for wisdom in his reign over Israel. God said, ask, and it will be granted. He said, I want wisdom. And uh, God granted his request in 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. And uh, Solomon is often referred to as the wisest man who has ever walked this planet. So he is uniquely qualified to be the author of this book, to contribute to the book of Proverbs, the book of wise sayings. Solomon identifies himself as the author of of most of the the books of Proverbs, uh, the chapters, rather. And his name appears at the beginning of three distinct sections, Proverbs chapter 1, chapter 10, and chapter 25. So he covers almost the first 29 chapters of this book. The title, once again, of the the message this morning is A Priceless Woman. And we're going to be looking at at some verses in one of the most famous chapters in all of the book of Proverbs, and that is Proverbs chapter 31. And so, ladies, let me say, when you hear Proverbs chapter 31, do you get nervous or do you get excited? Just to answer that to yourself. Some ladies approach this chapter as, man, this is uh, like the bar is just raised so high I can't even look at it. But man, this chapter is so rich, it is so powerful, it's so good, Um, and I believe it's going to not only apply to the ladies here this morning, but also to the men as well. We're going to be looking at some verses in Proverbs chapter 31, 
And what happens is this, this chapter begins with an oracle written by King Lemuel. And most likely he was a non-Israelite king. He wasn't even an Israelite. And uh, what he does is he writes this oracle that he learned from his mom. And so a lot of guys, they'll say, oh, yeah, Proverbs chapter 31. I say a lot of guys. I meant a lot of ladies. They'll say, oh, yeah, Proverbs chapter 31. It was written by a man. Of course he's going to raise the bar really high. Yes, it was written by a king, but he's writing from what he learned from his mom. So it's actually influenced by a woman. So this chapter begins with this oracle, and she tells him not to give all of his strength, not to give all of his focus to women. So guys, once again, this is very applicable to us. She's encouraging her son as a king, don't give all of your strength, don't give all of your focus to women. Okay? She also says, don't be controlled by alcohol. Don't be controlled by it because it will lead you to make unjust decisions. It will actually cause you not to lead your people well. And she also encourages her son to defend the rights of the poor, to defend the rights of the needy, and to judge righteously. This is the encouragements that she gives her son. And so let's read this oracle in Proverbs chapter 31. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. Proverbs chapter 31 Verses 1 through 9, it says, The sayings of King Lemuel contain this message, which his mother taught him. This is influenced by his mom. My son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol. For if they drink, they may forget the law and not give justice to the oppressed. Alcohol is for the dying and wine for those in bitter distress. Verse 7. Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. Man, some incredible truths, some really powerful words right here in the first nine verses of Proverbs chapter 31. So let me just start out by saying what I want to accomplish this morning. Okay, Once again, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you braved the roads. And I'm hoping and praying that you'll be greatly blessed because of it. But this morning, I want to accomplish three things. And the first thing that I want to accomplish is I hope to inspire the women here this morning all women, married or unmarried, to fear the Lord, to fear God. And we're going to talk about what that means to fear the Lord. What does that look like? Second, I hope to inspire others, especially husbands and even children that may be in the service this morning, to praise women who fear the Lord, to praise them, to honor them. And thirdly, I hope to paint a portrait of what a godly woman looks like so that you can kind of have that standard. You can have uh, that, uh, that portrait to, to look to as, as to what a godly woman looks like. So to help accomplish these goals, I have some questions that I'm going to answer, and that's going to be the message this morning. First of all, I want to try to answer the question of what does it mean to fear the Lord? We hear that often in churches, 
in Christian circles to fear God, to fear the Lord. What does that mean? It's kind of confusing. Let's try to clear that up. Number two, why should we praise a woman who fears the Lord? Why should we praise her? And then number three, how can you tell if a woman fears the Lord? What does she look like? What does she look like in action in real life? What is this woman? What, what are some, uh, uh, some attributes? What does she look like? So let's look at Proverbs chapter 31. In verse 30, it says, Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. So let's start with the first question. What does it mean to fear the Lord? What does it mean to fear God? What does it mean in daily life to fear the Lord? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take us back to the very beginning of Israel. In Exodus chapter 20, after God had given the Ten Commandments, in verse 18 it reads this way. It says, When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, can you, can you picture that? Okay? They stood at a distance, trembling with fear. Of course they did. And they said to Moses, Moses, you can speak to us and we will listen, but don't let God speak directly to us or we will die. In verse 20, we're talking about the fear of the Lord. Verse 20, don't be afraid, Moses answered. For God has come in this way to test you so that your fear of Him will keep you from sinning. So Moses was telling the people, don't be afraid of coming close to God. Don't be afraid of hearing His voice. But rather, the fear that Moses wanted them to keep before their eyes was knowing that God was fearfully powerful and that God is opposed to sin. So the fear of stirring God's powerful wrath or stirring God's anger against sin should drive us to God. Not away from Him, but it should drive us to Him for mercy. So if you're running from God because you're afraid of Him, if you're running from Him because you have the wrong kind of fear of God, this is not what God intends. In fact, running from God, running from Him, trying to hide from Him, it actually mocks God. I mean, do you really think you can outrun God? Right? Just read the book of Jonah. He tried it. Didn't work out very well. You might end up in the belly of a well. Okay? You cannot outrun God. It mocks Him. If you really fear Him, if you really fear God, and you love your own life, stop running. Turn around and run to Him. Run to God. The fear of the Lord is this. The fear of the Lord is the fear of stepping out of His fellowship and into the path of sin. That's what we should fear. Stepping out of fellowship with God and into the path of sin. The fear of the Lord is actually full of peace. 
It's full of security. It's full of hope. It keeps us near to the merciful heart of God. Our refuge, our strength, our sanctuary, our shield. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 13 says, The Lord of hosts, let Him be your fear. Let Him be your dread. And He will become a sanctuary. So the proper fear of the Lord keeps us under the shadow of His wings. It keeps us where we no longer have to be afraid. The promises of God in the Scriptures and the promises that God makes to those who fear Him are all over the Scriptures. So let's just look at a couple to kind of give us a little taste here. Once again, this is just just a few of many. But Psalm chapter 33 and verse 18 says, The Lord watches over those who fear Him, those who rely on His unfailing love. Psalm 147 and verse 11 says, The Lord's delight is in those who fear Him, those who put their hope in His unfailing love. You know, a woman who fears the Lord doesn't run from God to chase after sin or to to relieve her anxieties or to, uh, to do what her flesh wants to do. A priceless woman waits for the Lord. Her hope is in God. She stays close to the heart of God and trusts His promises. She trusts Him. And the thought of going into the way of sin or down the path of sin is fearful to her. She doesn't want to pursue that path. And the benefits of abiding in the shadow of Almighty God, gosh, it's too wonderful to forsake. It's too wonderful to, to, to go the opposite way of that. The fear of God. Live in the fear of God. It's not a fear of running from Him. It's actually the fear of not being in fellowship with Him. It's, it's fear of traveling the path of sin and stirring His wrath. Instead, the fear of God is submitting to Him. It's running to God. This leads us to the second question. So why should we praise a woman who fears the Lord? Why should we offer praise? And I'm going to give us three reasons. Okay, these, This is not exhaustive, but this is three reasons why I believe we should praise a woman who fears the Lord. First of all, you can see it in your notes in the bulletin. It brings focus to what is right. It helps people to say, oh man, she's, she's receiving praise because she's doing the right things. It brings focus to what's right. And, very simply put, it feels good. Okay, It feels good to honor a woman who is serving the Lord, who fears God. Secondly, we need to praise a woman who fears the Lord because it honors God. It brings honor to the Lord when we honor a woman who fears the Lord. And number three, it encourages her to continue that path. Sometimes it's good to hear, you're doing a good job. Like, keep it up. Man, you're living right. It encourages her to continue down the right path. King David, you know, Solomon's father, in Psalm 37, verse 4, says this. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Which means, delight yourself in everything that delights the Lord. And if it delights God's heart, delight yourself in that. 
Delight yourself in the woman who fears the Lord because that brings honor to God. It delights his heart. So what about praise, okay? What is praise? If we're going to praise a woman who fears the Lord, we, I think we need to understand what praise is. C.S. Lewis, he points out very beautifully in, his, in a little book that he wrote on the book of Psalms, that praise is not merely the expression of joy, but it's the consummation of joy. Joy isn't fully enjoyed until it comes to expression in praise. The joy that I have in my wife is fully realized when I express it as best I can through words, through acts of kindness, through acts of love. So therefore, a good, strong incentive for praising a woman of God who fears the Lord is because it feels good. It's right. It expresses the joy that comes with a priceless woman. Man, a, a woman in your life that is priceless, it brings joy, and that joy is expressed through praise. It might be helpful for us to look at the ugly alternative, okay, to praise, so we can better avoid it. C.S. Lewis, once again, he said, praise is inner health. This is really good. Check this out. Praise is the inner health made audible. Are you struggling offering any kind of praise? You don't want to sing praise. You don't want to speak praise. You have a hard time even think, thinking about praise. How's your inner health? Praise is your inner health made audible. It's what's coming out. So cool. This is truth. Man, I have seen this played out over and over and over again. Because... Honestly, it's, it's the Grinches of the world. It's the Grumps. It's the Misfits. It's the Scrooges who seldom praise. They don't offer praise. They don't speak it. They don't sing it. They don't think it. Those are the ones who have unhealthy souls. They're always criticizing. They're always complaining. They're always murmuring and grumbling. They're always sarcastic. They're always suspicious. They don't trust anyone. They see no reason to praise because they're blind. And honestly, honestly, I just want to take these people. I just want to take these people, and sometimes it's me, I have to confess, but I just want to shake them. And I want to say, come on, wake up. Wake up. Yes, there is pain and death in this world. But Jesus Christ died and He rose again. He conquered death for the commands in the Scripture to rejoice always. We are commanded. We're not given a suggestion to rejoice always. As Christians, we are commanded to rejoice always. We are commanded to in everything give thanks. Now open your eyes. Don't be blind. There are incredible beauties to praise in this world because God made it. And He's at work in it. Break the habit of grumbling. Break the habit of complaining and murmuring and just criticizing. Break the habit. 
and get yourself hooked on praise. Seriously, church. Get yourself hooked on praise. Be an addict to praise. Okay? Because it feels a thousand times better. It feels a thousand times better than always living in that darkness. You guys awake? Okay? It's really quiet. So not only does praising the woman who fears the Lord, not only does it feel good, but it also honors God. Okay? And this is the most important. We, we have to understand. Track with me. Okay? Working in a lot of details today. Track with me. It's good stuff. We have to understand that when we praise a godly woman, we're not taking praise away from God. Some people are so afraid to offer encouragement or to say good job or to praise someone because they feel like they're stealing it from God. Only God should get praise. It's not true. Listen, God made the world, and He made everything in it, including us, fallen creatures. We can praise God by praising something He made, or by praising something that exalts Him. So, for example, if you were to praise my boys for their good manners. First of all, I'd be shocked, okay? Just kidding, guys. No, I, I would be honored, okay? I would be honored. Trisha and I both would feel honored that you offered praise to them. You said, man, they, they're, they're respectful. They have good manners. So it is with God. He is honored. Remember, God is our Father. He's a good Father. So He is honored when His children are praised for the gifts He has given them. Gosh, when you use a gift from God to its fullest potential, and someone says, wow, that was incredible the way you played the piano, the way you sang, the way you painted, the way you spoke, the way you ministered, the way you served, that was incredible. I just have to picture God up in heaven, God the Father going, that's my boy. That's my girl. It's my daughter. And it brings him honor. It brings him joy. I gifted her with that gift, and she's using it in such an incredible way. That's my girl. That's my girl. We, when we praise a woman who fears the Lord, we praise God. Isn't that cool? When we praise a woman who fears the Lord, we're actually bringing great praise to God. A third reason... To praise a woman who fears the Lord is to encourage her on that path. It's going to encourage her to continue fearing the Lord, to continue walking with the Lord. It's going to strengthen her love for the Lord. Because there, there will always be temptations and fears that pull us away from the fear of God. Always. The temptation to fear you know, financial insecurity. To fear that more than you fear God. The fear of rejection by our peers. Okay? Maybe we, we care more about what people think than we do what God thinks. Uh, the fear of lost time spent in ministry. Sometimes people are like, man, if I give my life to God, I won't be able to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Okay? Sometimes we're afraid to serve God because we're afraid we're going to lose time. Instead of fearing God and doing the work of the Lord sacrificing in that way. 
we're tempted again and again and again to let go of God and to chase after sin. Again, again, and again, we must be strengthened. We must be encouraged. That's why a gathering together like this is so important because we need to be encouraged. We need to be edified. We need to be built back up in the ways of the Lord. And it does something good to your soul. I know it does mine. It does something good to my soul when I hear a godly man or a godly woman say, good job. Someone that I respect, someone that I look up to, and they say, man, I love the way that you're chasing after the Lord. Good job. Good job. It does something good to our souls, and so it is when we praise a godly woman. Now, look, let me just give a, a word to husbands this morning and to sons and to daughters. Okay, this is for you. Let me just encourage you. I have a word especially for you. And I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28. And it says, her children, so I'm going to talk to the children, okay? If you're under the age of, let's go with uh, 35, okay? Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Okay, children, young people, think seriously with me for just a minute. Suppose... Your mom was to die this week. You don't want to live with the regret of not telling her how much you love her. How much she means to you. So, children, what I encourage you to do is tell her. Tell her often. Say, Mom, I love you. I love you. Thank you the way you serve our family. Thank you for the way you take care of me. Mom, I love you. So, when you tell her things like this, you encourage her. There's not a mom in this room who would not love to hear that often. You encourage her when you speak that to her. So tell her, encourage her, and you're going to help her to continue the path of being a good mom. You're going to help her and encourage her to continue the path of fearing God. Speak it to her. Speak it often. Mean it from your heart. And what about you husbands, right? Why, why do we get so upset over the stupid little things? Man, I'm guilty. You know, why do we make such an issue over the non-essentials? Why do we let criticism and nitpicking you know, dry up our expressions of gratitude and praise? Husbands, praise your wife. Praise her. Praise her. Praise her. Praise her. Praise her while you have her. And in doing so, you will strengthen her heart God, you will honor the Lord and you will add great joy to your own life. You'll get to the point where you're like, man, this feels good. I actually enjoy this. Praise her. You might say, Pastor Justin, I, I don't even know what that means to praise her. Like, what do you say? What do you do? 
Okay, that's a whole nother sermon. I would just quickly direct you to the book of Song of Solomon. Okay, study it out. Find out. Be a big boy. Check it out. Study it out. Learn how to make that happen. Okay. So what does a priceless woman look like? Okay. Let's start with what she doesn't look like. I think that's a good place to start. What does a woman who fears the Lord not look like? Very quickly, let me just give you a few examples. Um, And it's from the book of Proverbs once again. And so a priceless woman, she is not a nag. She doesn't look like that. She's not a nag. She's not quarrelsome. And she's not always argumentative. Uh, Proverbs 27.15 says, A quarrelsome, okay, which means combative, always complaining. She's just quick to argue about everything. She has to be right all the time. A quarrelsome wife, this is the Bible. I didn't write this on my own, okay? A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a raining day, Okay? They use dripping like in torture and warfare, just so you know, it's not a good thing. Proverbs 21 and verse 19 says, It is better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining wife. Proverbs 21.9 says, It is better to live alone in the corner of an attic, an, an attic, not an attic, attic, than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. not what a priceless woman looks like. So how, how do we identify a woman who fears the Lord? What does she look like? What, what's she like? What sorts of things can we praise her for? I'm going to mention five things this morning uh, that I believe uh, this wise man in the book of Proverbs has chosen to celebrate about the priceless woman, the woman who fears the Lord. Five things that we can point out to give her praise, that we can say, man, good job, keep it up. The first thing is a woman who fears the Lord is not afraid of the future. She isn't afraid of the future. She is without fear of the future. Proverbs 31 and verse 25 says, she, this priceless woman, is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear. I love that. Because Satan is going to try to get her to focus on tomorrow's troubles. But she keeps her focus on the Almighty God, and she laughs at Satan's foolish attempts. She's not afraid of the future, but she's also not naive about the future. For example, verse 21 says that she's not afraid of snow for her household. Because Her household is clothed in scarlet. Okay? Winter is upon us. This is a very practical point here this morning. God expects us to do more than just pray that our feet don't freeze. Okay? We are actually supposed to do something about it. To make clothing, to buy clothing, to get the right kind of boots, to get the hats, the gloves, the mittens, scarves. It can be tiresome and a lot, but a priceless woman makes sure that her household has the right clothing for winter. A woman who fears the Lord is not anxious about tomorrow. She's ready for tomorrow. She will do what God has appointed her to do, and she will trust Him in everything else. Number two, 
Okay, we should praise a woman who is not afraid of the future because of her trust in God. Number two, you will recognize a priceless God-fearing woman because her words are wise. There are some incredible ladies in Grace Church, and when they speak, I listen because they have such incredible things to say. Their words are wise. She is full of practical wisdom. Okay, spiritual wisdom and practical wisdom and sometimes how to take care of your kids and how to help them get well or how to do this or that. She has a lot of practical wisdom. Verse 26 says, She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And the wisest people I know are those who hope in the Lord and they have quieted their souls. They've learned to quiet their souls to hear the whispers of God. And they are, they are in touch with God. They are close to God. But honestly, those who are always anxious and those who are always tense and they're fearful about tomorrow and they're not walking with God, honestly, I don't pay much attention to their counsel. I can see their mouth moving, but I don't really listen. Ladies, there is wisdom that your family, your friends, your associates, people in your life, they need that wisdom from you. They need it desperately. And it only can come, that wisdom can only come from a heart that can laugh at the future because it fears the Lord. That's where true wisdom comes from. Once again, your mind might be going to, how do I get this? And it's by the washing by the water of the Word. It's being in His Word. It's reading the book of Proverbs. It's meditating on it. It's memorizing it. It's saying, God, give me this wisdom. It's asking for it. Number three, a priceless woman is strong and full of dignity. Verse 25 says that she is clothed with strength and dignity, so she's strong morally. She has strong morals. And she's smart, okay? A priceless woman is smart. She is strong morally. She's smart. Her intellect is strong. She searches for knowledge like it was hid treasure. The fear of the Lord will also increase her physical strength, literally. One of the reasons people don't take care of their bodies, they let them get weak or out of shape, is often because they're bored or they feel no excitement or... Even worse, they have no hope of the future. They're in a bad place. But the woman who fears the Lord is confident. She's hopeful. She's eager to enter into the future because she knows that God is at her side, that God is with her. She has no fear of the future. And this kind of hope gives her, it gives us motivation, and it increases our strength gives us something to live for, something to strive for, something to work for. Number four, a priceless woman is trustworthy. People trust her. She can be trusted, and especially by her husband if she's married. You can trust her with information. She's not going to spread it all over La Plata County. You can trust her. Verses 11 and 12, it says, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. 
A woman who fears the Lord doesn't squander the family's livelihood on Black Friday deals or Cyber Monday. It's coming, okay? Don't squander away the family inheritance on Cyber Monday. She has the complete trust of her husband, not only with information and words, but also with finances, with, man, with, with things in the family. She has the complete trust of her husband because she is for him. She's not against him. Wherever possible, she supplements his earnings rather than wasting them. But wives, listen, far more important than the financial support is the moral support of your husband. And that is so much more valuable. Proverbs 12.4 says, A good wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is the rottenness in his bones. And a wife who fears the Lord increases the respect of her husband in the city that they live in. little personal note, okay? Today, Trisha and I have been married for 17 years. Today, ah, all right? It's pretty awesome. I'm like, man, talking about a priceless woman could not have planned it any better than to be talking about this this morning, honestly. And what's really cool is Trisha has my absolute trust. I trust her. She's trustworthy. There's no place that I that I could go where I wouldn't, where I would, there would be no shame in taking Trisha with me. She brings honor to my life. She's helped me to be the man that I am today. And I know, here's what's really critical for our marriage and our relationship is I know that she's for me. She's not against me. I know she's for me. And man, that does something. It's powerful. It's critical in a marriage. And I pray that every wife here will in the fear of God Give that kind of support to your husband. Young ladies, ladies who are not married, you desire to be, maybe you're going to get married in the future, strive for that, to give that kind of support to your husband. To be for him, not against him. One last mark of a priceless woman. Whether married or not, a priceless woman helps the poor and the needy. This is something we should praise a God-fearing woman for. She's, she helps the poor. She helps the needy. Verse 20, it says, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Now let me just close by saying this incredible woman that we're reading about in Proverbs chapter 31, she knows that her future is secure in Christ. She's not afraid to help those who need it most. But this woman in Proverbs 31, she's well off. She's well off. She's, she's, she's got financial resources to bless people. She's respected. She's admired in her community. But here's the really important part. She doesn't allow her status, she doesn't allow being well-known or being well-off to keep her from associating with the lowly. 
God forbid that we ever get to a point where we think we're so high and mighty that we cannot offer a hand to help those who need it most. God forbid. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. She fears running away from God into sin. Instead, she stays close to God. She stays close to His mercy. And she should be praised by all of us because it will encourage her to continue that path. It honors the Lord and it will make our own lives happier. It feels good to do it. She should be praised because she is confident. She doesn't fear the future. She has gracious wisdom and it's on her lips often and she clothes herself with strength and she brings her husband honor and she reaches out her hands to the poor and to the needy. She has the resources to do so. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Pretty awesome. I'm going to close in prayer this morning. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this example that we can read about in Proverbs chapter 31 of a priceless woman. And thank you for all the great examples that we have in Grace Church that we can look to to see what a priceless, God-fearing woman looks like. And I pray that you would strengthen the ladies in Grace Church from man, the, from the little girls all the way up to the most elderly. I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, that you would help them to continue that path of fearing the Lord. I pray that they would be confident in who you are, God. They would look to you, and because of their view of you, they would not be afraid of the future. Give them strength. I pray that you would bless the ladies with resources to be able to help the poor and the needy. God, I pray that, uh, man, the, the women that have been down the road of life a little bit longer would not be afraid. They would be willing to, to teach those younger ladies who haven't been down the road of life as long. And they could show them and teach them and encourage them. Father, I pray that you bless the marriages in Grace Church. Help them to be strong protect them from the evil one, from the devourer. Father, I pray that you would bless the women of Grace Church. We ask these things in Jesus' name.